Hello, listeners of Gooped. It's been a while. Also, if you're listening to this one before you listen to the previous episode that's listed as previous but is out on the same day, I did not know my RSS feed was like completely messed up. So the shit didn't upload to Spotify, but that has been rectified. And we're here now. So welcome back to Gooped. What's going on? I hope everyone's doing well. I'm doing actually pretty much the same as always. Definitely much better now that the sun is out until almost 6 p.m. these days because honestly, that fall, winter, whatever we've been doing for the past like four months, mm -mm, never again, never again. I've never had this much time to myself whilst also being beaten down seasonally. So that is... I think I'm moving. <laughs> I think I'm gonna move to the equator because I can't do this with seasonal depression, gray skies, no more. The melanin's gotta pop. Like, I don't even know if my skin can accept PNW weather. Like, I think this is actually sucking the life force out of me. That isn't here nor there. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, you can follow me on Instagram at G-O-O-P underscore E-D. I'm really happy to have you guys here. It's really, really awesome. Also, shout out to the listener I met at Gruff the other day. That was really, really awesome and meant a lot to me. It. I always forget that people actually listen to the podcast at all that aren't like my roommates and like three friends um and it just means a lot i've really just kind of i feel grown into feeling more comfortable just saying what's on my mind and for a while i really didn't think it was worth it to even articulate my experiences but i'm glad i can do that and share now today i want to talk about something i've been thinking about a lot this is gonna be kind of a fun episode and that is media that destroyed me as a teenager because last night I went down a Sweet Valley High rabbit hole and if you guys don't know what Sweet Valley High is it is the most deranged book series ever and I kind of understand why my mom did not want me buying these books but I also discovered them before I really had money so basically what I would do was go to thrift stores or um the like library library the one with the cards those still exist i don't even know my audience definitely went to the library also sidebar public library was my shit growing up and literally made my butthole explode i loved it so much but i would go thrifting go to libraries to find these books and i honestly really don't know how i came across these books but i came across them and they changed my life so i think we should start there in the journey of media that completely destroyed me i'm pretty sure so i mean what did i learn from those books really that boys mattered a lot having money mattered a lot and that life wasn't life unless you were blonde and i think for me it's i'm I have a really vivid imagination so reading these books it's super easy to embody and step into characters that I love. And mind you, this book series had 144 books. I probably read like 50 of them because I could never find them all in order. 
but you know what honestly i might just buy the whole thing on amazon one of these days um because i really want to read them again and just like do a deep dive maybe to make a separate spin-off recap podcast where we just talk about each book because they're fucked but i really embodied the values of like be young rich blonde skinny pretty girls which um if you know me you will know that i am neither blonde white popular any of these things and so imagine the dissonance in my mind and i honestly think part of my god complex probably comes from the fact that my brain is that of regina george but my physical body is that of a victim of the police so it's very confusing very turbulent but i mean kind of joking about the god complex i don't have a god complex but Ooh, shifting but i really embodied the values and they were like sucking and fucking in these books but in the way that teenage books portray it where it's like very unclear but that's kind of what i love about t books for teen girls like or at least the books i was reading i was super curious about like what are relationships like and so i would read these really sanitized super idealized yet extremely toxic relationships because they take out like everything that we probably should be learning about earlier like sex and all of that and then they well these books were in the 80s like the series came out for the first time in the 1980s it was also ghost written by a team of people that was overseen by the woman who was like listed as the author so they were all over the place, but you could tell that there were certain val like good old West Coast American values in them. And I just have the nuance at the time to understand and differentiate. And so I kind of started developing this really antiquated view of the woman I wanted to be and the man I would want to be in a relationship with. Because at the time I was 100% heterosexual and that was just what it because it was like no questions asked. It's like, that's what you do. You date the boys, you get married, you have the kids, all of that. I was also at the stage in my life where I really just kind of wanted to be a mom by the age of 20 because my mom is a young mom and it was really fun for me growing up. I loved growing up, like in my household, my parents. And so I wanted to be just like my mom. And honestly, now I do, but it's too late. Like I'm already older than she was when I was conceived but honestly i'm beginning to see the merits of the young mom route specifically in the case of my parents because it worked out for them and i don't know any other couples like that yet but the way these bitches are getting married lately i'm about to but yeah i just started formulating shit basically and it was super strange to encounter that well into college and actually sit and question myself and be like why do i even want these things why would i want like a guy that's only kind to me because i changed him what is actually romantic about stepping in in a fight between men and being like look at me this is not like you stop fighting if you love me i love that trope though it's it's so enjoyable i do love it but yeah like why do i want these things i am barely even 
a woman. Like I'm hanging on by a thread here, you know? And so it's like, do I really just want the kid that was in football that is now like a venture capitalist? No. That's another thing as we go down this list of books, because there's multiple books I will be touching on and like kind of peppering in why they destroyed a young mind. But a lot of the books I read had very wealthy characters. And I think it's because you want to write the ideal people, at least in like these books, like this genre of book I'm going to call like aspirational teen girl uh, high school stories. Because and there was like the Sweet Valley Confidential where they came back 10 years after high school and that was full of tea because Jessica slept with her twin sister Elizabeth's boyfriend like they had an affair and had a child who i'm pretty sure was named Jax. so all my vanderpump stands out there know what i think about men named Jax. and then elizabeth hooked up with her twin sister ex-boyfriend as well but then they broke up because he did something i don't know it was a very weird story very high school but they were like breaking up getting back together again the entire time and I really when that's modeled and you want to be a character completely you're not gonna like pick and choose like rationally what you like about them you're just gonna be like I want everything about their life to be my life and so it was like unless you're on and off again all the time like you're not in love like this is not real love They're the epic highs and lows have to be present is what I thought. Now I want one epic, like flatline, honestly, not in the dead sense, but in the sense that I don't really, drama is not it the way I used to think it was. And especially during quarantine, I've noticed myself sometimes being so bored and asking like, where's the flavor? Where's the mess? Because I thought I was like chaotic, you know, because like there's always something going on in my life. So it has to be me. But since I've been secluded, I think what I realized is that I'm fine. It's that I'm so nosy. Maybe not even nosy, but I come from a family where we air our shit. Like we talk um, and we because that's how you learn you talk about things that bother you you talk about people that are like irking you a little bit to people that know the both of you for that like perspective you know because i could be like yo this bitch pissed me off lately and then it'll be like oh well you're kind of being like this way since then and i've noticed that and then you learn and grow right so honestly yeah i had some messy people in my life but what can you really say I wouldn't expect racist to be anything less than chaotic. It was fun, honestly. I learned a lot from them. Also, you know what? I will apologize for one thing. This is kind of unrelated, but I'm sorry that I approached interactions as an anthropologist first sometimes. I'm really interested in psychology in school for anth, and I would really just... Um, I don't think I noticed it, but would really analyze, categorize, and like file away interactions with people. So I have these like huge mental files. I know it's like a coping mechanism, but because I didn't realize it was until a long time, almost everyone I know has one. So 
I'm sorry. Don't worry. They've been burned. Um, mentally, but who knows? It might come back. I don't really know how my mind works 100% yet. But where was I? Sweet Valley High, mess, drama. I wanted a shitty boyfriend. Perfect. So there's Sweet Valley High. And then I recently rediscovered The Click. And I recently rewatched a movie that I thought was really good. It was It's a terrible movie, guys. Produced by Tyra Banks. But The Click was about these four girls, Massey, Alicia, Dylan, and Kristen. And they're just fucking rich, like upstate New York girls, like very East Coast money vibes. So yeah, I have like the West Coast rich and the East Coast rich. And they, I found those books in the sixth grade. I know for sure because I wrote in a journal I had at the time. And I don't know what this journal is, but I just remember distinctly wanting this. I wrote about how me and my four friends, we could link up, wear cashmere sweaters and riding boots and start learning how to ride horses. And we could just be like mean girls together. And it wasn't so much that I wanted to be actively mean to other people because I had been bullied my entire life. And so that was a great escape fantasy for me. It was more that I just really wanted to be like these four girls that it seemed no one ever talked down to. They had everything they like, they were comfortable. They had everything they wanted. And I just wanted to experience that kind of power. Obviously, I bought one cashmere sweater from Nordstrom Rack. Don't worry. And I stopped there. So I was like, this shit is uncomfortable. Also, um, what the hell is wrong with me? So yeah, bought one cashmere sweater. I did buy a pair of riding boots. And by bought, I mean stole from my sister. And by stole, I mean like I would just wear to school sometimes in the morning because she was in elementary and I was in middle. And I was out the house first. So sorry, Pauline. But that phase didn't last long because I just didn't have the budget is what I realized. I was like, I want Chanel perfume and I want like a cute purse, but it has to be like Coach because I think at the time Coach was like a way bigger deal than it is now. Then I went to the mall with like my $20 and I was like, where is my Coach? And they were like, how about you take this and exit our store, ma'am. And, and then I was humbled. And then I never read past book one, but I recently just found a podcast that does a deep dive into this book series and I've been listening and it's really taking me back and really inspired this train of thought I've been having about like what did these books do to me and something really interesting they pointed out in that podcast actually and it's called Girls Like Us if you're interested because they talk about like the click but Pretty Little Liars and like all that stuff too they're talking about the queerness of female friendship at a young age and how because we are taught that like there is a gender binary and that there is head heads only like you know you re we don't like categorize our feelings as girls but a lot of the things we do with other girls in female friendships are like shit you do when you have a crush on someone you know and like the obsessive nature of female friendships growing up and just how intense it is and how like it's so everything. It's this person you like loves to spend time with and talk to and they like make you feel amazing and wonderful. And it's like, we will be together forever. I've never felt that way about a guy in my life. Like, especially not at that time. Like never ever was like, 
felt like this is something that I want to like be, embody, interact with, engage with, like surround myself with. I d did not feel that way about men growing up, but I did feel that way about women. And the thing is, in a lot of books, they write those feelings for girls towards other guys. And then they'll kind of like put these other things in about the female relationships they have around them. And it's like, interesting. Another thing too is they touched on like the kissing panic that started happening around like sixth and seventh grade where you like believe that everyone else is like having sex, good at sex. When it's like, what the fuck? We were 11, 12, 13 years old. Like we weren't doing anything. And if we were, it wasn't well. It really wasn't well at all. But there's just that assumption in your head that like everyone's doing it and everyone's better than you at it. And what else? Oh, they made a point that we don't think of sex as like an intimate thing, but like this tier level of acts that like, it goes from kissing to like petting. Like, oh, ew, I hate that I said petting. But like, it just goes up and it's not like the whole act of like sex and the bubble that, like it encompasses so that was really interesting to think about like all the literature like when I think about like all of the female friendships I was reading in some of these books like especially books that were super super like heterosexual where like it was always just about boys and thinking about boys it was like y'all were definitely like best friends that lived together for their whole lives vibes to a lot of them so yeah teenage girlhood um that shit is really fucking hard uh and i might do a whole episode about being a teenage girl because i've just been thinking about that a lot lately as i've been regressing into a past self and just picking up hobbies and activities i really used to enjoy uh she's kind of fucked up but anyways yeah read the click Kind of wanted to be a mean person. Was genuinely a worse person because of it. Um, nothing about the click made me a better person. Like, I think it set me back like seven years. So I was four. And it, it taught me nothing. Like the book, the click is, there is no lesson to really be learned in that book. It really is just, look at these rich girls. And they fucking hate this poor girl living in one of their guest houses. So, and the thing is, and none of the characters are good though. Like even rewatching the movie, I was like, you know what? Fuck the elites. I'm with Claire, but Claire is also like a piece of shit. And then I had like an even bigger brain thought of like, damn, they're all the victim because Claire just wants to be like them. And that's, who can blame her? Like I was out here wanting to be like them too. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Now we're moving forward even more into Twilight. Now, I know, I know. It's a cheap, cheap shot. It's easy to shit on Twilight, but I just have to stop here because Twilight actually ruined me. It actually ruined me. I don't know what I was thinking, but I really, I really wanted Edward Cullen. I was willing to meet a vampire family with a confederate, mind you, a proud confederate. And then just 
choose to be 19 years old forever. Um, and as someone that has, you know, past 19, I would want nothing less than to be a 19 forever, but also be with a guy that is 17 forever. And lately there's been a lot of discourse about Stephanie Meyer, Twilight, and how everything's actually very whacked. And also the connections it has to Mormonism because Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon. And so for her, her belief bleeds into everything she writes, which is like kind of why imprinting is the thing, which is like, ooh, that's disgusting. Jacob, Renesmee's a newborn, you freak. So imprinting is a thing. And just, you know, like the fact that Edward is 100 years older than Bella and that's okay. Or the fact that like Edward is a suffocating presence and like stalks her and like these really things that like, yes, we are told this is cute. But then it just takes a whole different level in Twilight. And I think it's just because of the way Stephanie conceptualizes the world. But knowing that and knowing that I read that entire series so like I ate those books up my cup like my copy of Breaking Dawn is fucked up like this it's coming apart like these books are books I took everywhere read over and over again Twilight got me into fan fiction which I will get to in a minute like but Twilight led me to archive of our own and fanfiction dot actually no archive of our own was later fanfiction.net and like all these like little smaller sites and it was because of midnight sun holy shit i am really glad i love fanfiction though i'm not gonna lie but i ate that up and it was so full of like religious ideals that i just don't fuck with and like if i were to go to church and sit down and have someone tell me these things i would just agree that no this is not it but there's something so glamorous about like money i honestly think that it's because edward's family was rich i think that's it because i don't know i feel like in the 2000s like the mid like the 2010s maybe like a little bit into that and then like the mid 2000 like 2005 to like 2012 i would say I feel as though a lot of media was really about like rich people, even fictionally, but there wasn't the same discourse we're having now about like, this is like fucked up. Can everyone live this way? What are the ethics of living this way? No, it was like, I have a lot of fucking shit and it's pretty cool and you don't have anything and you're a loser. And that's kind of like what we watched and indulged in. And so Edward fit that bill perfectly rich boy very pretty all the girls want him and he picks this like plain uggo bella not my words hers <laughs> and you know i felt like a plain uggo and so i was like maybe my mind is like so intriguing and maybe if i read big books a boy will like me i am proud to announce i was never sucked into the classics thing i tried reading jane eyre and I don't know, Karenina or whatever. I almost said Maria and Marina, blah, blah, blah. Um, and 
it was boring as fuck. I'm sorry, guys. I think I was just too young to really want to get into it, but it really ruined the whole thing for me. And I just come off from Little Women in like the fifth grade, all so I could watch the movie, the one with Christian Bale and Winona Ryder. And it was so hard to get through because I was like, this is not fun. This is dry. And so I don't even know what the, oh, right. Wanted to be Bella. But yeah, I wanted to be Bella. I wanted to have a boyfriend that was always around, never let me decide things, always knew better, like would completely take care of me. But then I also think about the appeal of Edward. I think that on some level, I was already very impacted just by being a black girl in a predominantly white space. And I know like, oh, this bitch is always talking about, but like, it's literally always going to be a, a issue in my life because some people are fucking crazy and believe that the color of our skin makes them superior. Even though look at the food you eat, that's disgusting. And look at the system you built. It's never fucking worked. That being said, I think the idea of someone just taking care of me and me not having to fend for myself and feel alone all the time was so appealing that I didn't think to question it and I hadn't really seen other things that would lead me to believe otherwise. And also I would like everyone to notice by now that these books are about white people. Um, these books are about white people. I think actually now that I think of it, all popular works of fiction for gals are about white people. So just to kind of imagine how that feels when you have girls that are your friends that are like, oh, I'm totally Clary and blah, blah. I'm totally Bella. But it's like all based on looks, like not personality um, because they weren't. And then you're kind of like, I am the hell. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, but dead ass. So yeah, I wanted Edward. I wanted Edward for a long time. Edward is my first love. First fiction, mm, no, he's not. Actually, I have another love, but he's not coming to me off top yet. But yeah, Edward was my first love and also, that book was horny as fuck, honestly. Like, Bella was trying to get it and Edward wouldn't give it. So there was also this whole, like... God, Bella's a tragic character. Like, a girl like Bella, honestly, I don't think would characteristically be... The no, yeah, she would. Teenage girls are super horny. That's another thing. It's like, the fact that Bella's horniness was kind of written as this antagonistic force in their relationship and the fact that edward is so not horny i think actually also makes him so much more appealing because normally like guys are really horny and i honestly think there's nothing more threatening than a horny man um because male horniness is gives very much um like i'm gonna fuck up your life i don't care you know and at this point i think men should have like sex dolls like, just please, because you don't want, like, at that age, you don't even know that you don't want a person that can even cognitively engage with you in any meaningful capacity. And so I think to have Edward be so, like, restrained and want 
quote unquote Bella's best interest was super appealing about him. And then I think that to also read a girl who's like, yo, I'm trying to bang tonight was very nice because I don't know, and like the previous books, girls aren't, don't struggle with that. Like there is no part of being attracted to boys that seems to come from like a, yo, yeah, because you're like going through puberty and you're discovering things and your body is changing and you want to like bang someone. It's just like, no, he's so sweet and kind and blah, 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 and this and this and this, which is all like made up. I think girls, we are so good at really giving men personalities, good traits, because um, it's not only that he's cute, like that's kind of the last thing, it's that like he seems like he would walk a dog. What? There's an alarm going on outside, sorry. Or he seems like he would help an old woman cross the street, which is like, looking back, did we ever see any proof of these behaviors from these men? Because these same guys who were romanticizing the shit out of were definitely trying to get their hands in girls' pants all through middle school, which is sickening. And I think I will actually make an episode about teenage girlhood because the shit we had to deal with as teenage girls is absolutely insane. To go from being a child one day to men wanting to fuck you another day, but other people like never accurately expressing that like sexuality is a part of who you are as a human being. So you're very confused, very naive. And it's very easy for people to like come online and take advantage of you like that is a big one. Also grooming. Yep, talking about teenage girls, I think next week. But there's just something so appealing about that. But looking back, Twilight destroyed my life. It destroyed my whole life. Um, every guy I met that embodied Edward Cullen in any way, shape or form did me like probably like 100 damage in my life. But also the fact that Edward Cullen is kind of like an adult man. He's 108 years old. Um, so where do you think that's gonna lead the girls when they are like, I want a guy like him who has traits like him? Calculating adult men, even though you're a minor. <laughs> I still love Twilight. Will I ever engage with it monetarily ever again? No, because Stephanie Meyer does not deserve any more money. But, and honestly, like the fan fiction isn't even that good because I hate the characters so much. I think that's the problem with Twilight is that no one is good. The only good character is Billy. And he also is kind of barely good because Jacob does assault Bella and everyone's like, well, he's always liked you, Bella. It's like, um, she had to punch him in the face to get him to stop. And the only reason he stopped is because he was like, oh my God, Bella, like you poor weak girl, your hand is hurt. So what do we really think about that, truly? Nothing good. There's Twilight, that fucked me up. And then this is kind of where things started going off the rails. So I started, I kept reading books like, ooh, Sarah Dessen, 
made me think that going to high school is gonna be just like sharing playlists and going to the beach weirdly enough because you're very east coast books um and going to the big city on the train and just like kind of always doing what i want but i'm from an african family with three younger siblings so the i did not have that kind of free time i had more than my like second sister after me but like i did not have the free time to be doing romantic shit also little did she know little did she know These white kids at school wanted nothing to do with her. So that was interesting. I also, as I'm almost glad I was into older men due to like the content I was reading because in high school, I looked around and was like, these are not, these are not men. I'm disgusted. And then I just decided to like never really like anyone. So except for like the, the odd person every year for like three weeks where I would pine and then kind of come to my senses and be like, what the fuck is this even for? It felt like I really was liking boys as a tool to connect with other... <gasps> oh my gosh. This is the episode where I realized I should have just really leaned into like being super fucking queer in middle school. And like, why did I wait until college to be like hmm maybe i don't just like men and maybe they're actually at the bottom of my tier list in terms of like what i think a true healthy intimate relationship should be interesting but yeah i would always kind of like perform the act of liking boys because i would mold my life by the media i was reading and i was so deep into fandom and you don't think you're actively doing it but you're actively doing it. Now, post Twilight comes my descent into Tumblr, my descent into fan fiction, and my descent into the romance section of the Barnes and Noble. So, I found fan fiction through Midnight Sun, through Tumblr. I discovered this little thing called People will write stories about your favorite characters however you want. And fan fiction is amazing. Actually, Archive of Our Own, a wonderful fan fiction site with like almost a million st different stories and like thousands of fandoms, won a Hugo Award. So there's work being done. And there are people who are taking these characters you love and lit every imagination you've ever had about what they could be doing or what you wish they'd done different someone has written it and if they haven't write your own i've been reaching a point in quarantine where it's like i'm actually about to start writing fan fiction because um i don't know i have thoughts about wandavision and things that could be done a little differently and i would love to add to the wonderful the rich robust world of Avengers fanfiction on Archive of Our Own, even though it's some of the worst fanfiction ever. Um, but I got, but I loved it so much, I think because it was such a broad world. There are so many characters and like so many comics that you can do so many different things and people have powers. So why would I not be super into the idea? But that's like, again, later on in life. So I found fanfiction through Tumblr. I found Twilight fanfiction 
And that's actually kind of where I started learning that Edward is bad because adults would write these stories and then they would have like Bella break up with Edward. Um, but I wasn't interested in reading those for a while. So I would read like these Bella Edward stories that would get like horny as fuck and also like would really lean into these toxic traits. And I also, <gasps> Wattpad. So I read After before After is like what it is now, like a real book and a movie. I read After. And I think there was like, what? There's like these dark fics. Oh my God, the One Direction fandom was fucking crazy, guys. But anyways, I would read some of these things. You could tell it's just Twilight. And the way Fifty Shades of Grey is just Twilight, Twilight really just did something to the gen a generation of women. But you read these stories where it's like, the girl is a nice girl with a nice boyfriend, hopes, dreams, aspirations. She meets this bad boy who hates everyone and everything is a f terrible to women, terrible to, to men, terrible to everyone and abusive, like verbally abusive. Like they would fight all the time, almost break up and nothing about the substance of the relationship was good. It was just the fact that the authors would write these like long ass sex scenes in them. Like, they could span five, six, seven, eight paragraphs, which, no, probably longer, honestly. But they would write these things, and I think that, kind of going back to the point of the unspoken horniness of teenage girls, like, we just don't talk about it as a society. If you're not going to talk about it, it's going to come out in these really fucked up, shitty ways. And so you would take these horrible people, but you pair it with, like, extreme horniness, and then it like conflates the two, kind of the same way that authors would like redeem these relationships by having their characters have great sex. And it was like, well, we have great sex, so that's why we need to stay. Like that's the connection that matters most. It was like in real life, you were like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like what someone does, the substance is the physical chemistry you have with them. But I think something I've come to realize as an adult is that physical chemistry is a myth. It's a fucking myth. And I don't care what anyone says. It could be real. It probably is real. But here's what I know. I know that I was socialized in a place where there's a certain type of person favored, a certain type of look favored. So even if I were to experience like the signs on a biological level that tell me you want to be with this person, Bruh, like it's all been scrambled up for everyone. Like that's why I don't really get when people are like, we have such great chemistry. Or, like we're so attracted to each other. It's like, okay, but, and that's like the surface. It's not deep. It's not real. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? And, and it's just kind of sad. And so it would really be like, oh, if you like are physically... I guess someone's like hot and you are kind of ugly and they get with you, they can berate you, yell at you, cut you off from your friends, keep you from people, make it so you never have other guy friends, hate your women friends. But they might dick you well, so stay and fall in love and redeem them and marry them because you changed them because they're kind of barely nice to you once every six months. And that's a spiral. But because of that, I was like, no, 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 no. If this is what the girlies are doing, <laughs> writing this deranged One Direction fan fiction, 
even though I was a huge 1D fan because I watched their video diaries. And I was a very lonely child. And I, or like child, teenager, like I spent a lot of time by myself. And so I would really like dive into things. Nile was my favorite. I have a theory. Black women, people of color, more into Nile. And I think it's because he was kind of the underdog in the group. Because looking back, like, the man to beat was Zayn. You know what I mean? Like, the man to beat was Zayn. But I thought, now and I were going to get married because our favorite colors were green. Not even sure. I like the color green. It's definitely pink is what I realized. My favorite color is definitely pink. Um, and he likes Italian food. And I was like, I like pasta. Soulmates? Wow. Shout out One Direction's marketing team for really getting a ton of girls all over the world to believe in something. Impossible. To believe in something literally impossible. Um, but because all these fanfics would be like, oh my god, I went to the mall and like One Direction was there hiding from the paparazzi. Or, oh, the worst genre. I never really stayed here. I didn't stay here too long. I was like, I read, oh my god. I read maybe one or two fics from this genre. But it was the one where they kidnap the girlies. Or, or their parents would sell them. Holy shit. And then they would fall in love even though it's like, you have been sold. You were sold by your parents to a boy band, which tells me that what is so appealing about wanting to be with a man that has bought you or the mobster? Something about like violence against women really turns on fan fiction writers. And I hope that's changed lately, but in the era I was in, that was the case. And I think it really was a coping mechanism. Like when you see something that happens a lot that you can't explain, like femicide, like men stay killing women, men stay battering women, men are abusive to women. They Men as a monolith emotionally neglect women all the time. Like I cannot name a time I have not been let down by a man, which is says something because I can name many women I have not been let down by. Honestly, most women have never let me down the way men have and so carelessly and callously. Um, and I think that when you don't understand why these terrible things happen, you have to turn it into like, this is love. This is something that happens because this person loves me because sometimes they show me affection and it's like, they do sometimes show you affection, but like, um, you're being hurt. Like, this is not what we need to aim for. But you honestly couldn't tell me otherwise back then. You couldn't tell, like, uh, most of these people otherwise back then. Even Anna Todd is still, like, doing this after stuff. Netflix has dropped two movies that, like, now I look at it and it's baffling that this is aspirational in any way, shape, or form. Or that this is something even worth putting out into the world like it's not worth it because there is no indication that this is written from a point of view of i'm condemning this behavior like no 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 the you have to be stupid to write in better male characters and then make your character go back to a guy who who like won't leave you alone after you ask them to or when you have a work thing and they insist on talking to you follow you there and kick your door down not sexy not sexy at all but what do i know just a woman 
So in that era of like Tumblr or finding fan fiction, I got to the Bodice Ripper. And so I'd go to Barnes and Nobles all the time and I would just read. My parents would drop me off when I got older, but I'd go up my family too. And we would just spend our mornings there, have coffee, read books. And I would go grab like a handful of regular teen books. Then I would go to the romance section, Harlequin Romances. Uh, if you know, you know. And I would grab like, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think I have read the Bridgerton books. I have definitely read the Bridgerton books because the story, it's a bodice ripper. Bridgerton was published in like the old days, not the old days, but like way back when, like the kind of romance book you find at like uh, Fred Meyer's, you know, when you go to the book section. So there would all be like the rake and like the duchess or it would always be like some young woman from the country would come into the city and meet this rich duke or this rich count or this rich prince or this like very rich man not a prince duke like that was what was different but they would be these like very hyper masculine very shitty dudes but they would like come be way older too like she would be fresh dewy you know and they would come in like haggard and dry and then teach her about sex you know like she would be like oh i've never been touched this way before and they'd be like probably doing the least and it's not even explained actually like what truly is going on but it's written in a way that you can really imagine yourself in her position because she's very flat like the female character had nothing to her because that way you can interpret how she is as the reader through you and then the dude, like, and when they would write, oh my God, they would always use terms like sword, sheath, oh, disgust, member, these really gross <laughs> words to describe anatomy. And they would just like talk a lot about the undressing and then kind of vaguely talk around the sex. But that way you could imagine like, what you wanted and you can imagine what you thought sex was and i think it's women generally like societally speaking as a we don't have that strong of a grasp on our anatomy like i could tell you like a lot about how men's body works but i can't tell you how a woman's body works or i could at the time i understand myself much much better now but we don't really have a grasp on our anatomy but men do and it's written that like men are the only ones who should like a man an older ruggedly handsome man should come and like show you pleasure and like if they're able to like make you come one time marry them you know and my favorite stories were always the one where they'd have sex before they got married because they're always set like in the 1800s um but yeah just like these fantasy stories about rich powerful men coming and getting just a regular girl and just like being alpha like that and just being very aggressive like very territorial about you it was weird it was really weird but i think it was like again to have a man protect you from other men is 
um, what we all are asking for in a way, but like not romantically or sexually. We're just kind of like, hey, men, call out other men. And when people write these stories where like a dude will punch a guy for looking at you sideways, that's like sounds nice when you have never experienced that. And I think it's also interesting that men can recognize when other men step out of line as soon as they're like, that's my thing. That's my thing. Don't do that. Like, you're being gross. But it's also like, it's never really about like, you're being disgusting to him and like, this is a real person. It's like, that's my woman. My thing. That's kind of what like, also, like speaking of the Bridgerton TV show that Netflix dropped, which was, I watched it all in a day, um, but was horrible. I still absolutely loved it. I'm very torn about what I feel towards it. I'm not torn. I know it's trash. I just, I love it. Um, like the whole thing about dueling because of Daphne, you know, Daphne like repeatedly said, I don't want that. Or the way Daphne had like no agency ever was, is very interesting because you see these things and it's like, this is supposed to be like very noble and I'm supposed to be very attracted by this. And the scary thing is I kind of am because I've been pumped full of like, this is good. This is good. This is good. And it's just been reinforced constantly in my life. So yeah, the bodice stripper is was a part of my life. And then I started illegally downloading books. I would download like EPUBs. Um, I had all the sites. The internet was a different place back then because I swear you could download almost anything illegally on the internet. Um, okay, for legal reasons, this is all alleged. Also, I have no idea where these things are anymore. Um, I started downloading all these other stories and they were just super horny and super shit. Um, and we are talking about how these destroyed my life. But yeah, they put ideas into my head about what the hell I was supposed to be into growing up. Um, and also were largely kind of always about boys. And if not, it was always about like the rival a rivalry between women, which I have found honestly doesn't exist in any natural capacity. I think women are great and wonderful. All women. Honestly, I think anyone who is not a cishet man gets an automatic kind of like halo from me. And then I think I just give them the benefit of the doubt more. Like for them, it's like, okay, let's kind of, I'm going to assume the best about you. Whereas for men, I think a little bit, unfortunately for you guys, it's more, let's see if we can make it to like six years a month before you inevitably say something stupid or more so like, how well do you react to constructive criticism about the fact that you're disgusting? Um, and what you think is normal isn't normal at all. But yeah, I mean, these books, I think about relationships I've had in college and especially the ones I've had with men or even interactions with them and like men I've hooked up with and what about them was appealing to me. And it's really easy to see like they were the worst, but they also had, they had traits of these men that I read about and that were romanticized. And the thing is, like, 
it's really easy to believe and imagine the good that happens to someone else while completely discounting how terrible the bad can be. But I mean, it wasn't until I experienced the deep, deep shittiness of these relationships I would have to men that really made me realize how fucked up this is. Like a guy like Edward is good on paper because Bella doesn't actually have thoughts, beliefs, or opinions about anything. Like she doesn't exist. She's not a real person. She doesn't exist. But women are real people like in the real world. And so when someone treats you the way Edward treats Bella in real life, it's gonna start feeling extremely stifling. Or even just watching my friends go through relationships with these guys who would display these traits. And to just see them become these really worn down versions of themselves and then see these guys glow up. That's the thing. It's like men do so much better with part with partners. Like when they have girlfriends, and I'm talking about like cishet couples, they just do so much better. They glow. And it's because the shit that they do that shouldn't be rewarded has on some level just kind of been reinforced that it is behavior that is love and therefore you show love to it except the problem is women aren't socialized to love people like absolute fucking psychos you know um like we actually love people i'm sure men actually love people too but there's a lot of unlearning that needs to be done that it seems like might take a while so yeah just crazy what all these things did and how much I still love them and care for them so much because I can remember what it feels like to engage with this material for the first time and really dive in. Like love triangles are <laughs> are not actually like that good in real life. They seem stressful um, and hard to maintain. It's also just like interesting that to believe that someone would like want to stick around for you for that long if you clearly don't like them or like someone else, obviously. I just feel like no one in these stories is, is their highest self. You know what I mean? Like, no one is really where they need to be. But all that being said, what are my takeaways from this handful of things I've presented you with? My takeaway is don't read and just vibe. Just kidding, read, but critically. And also I think that we should just be better at sex education because you know, it is more enjoyable to watch Twilight with friends when we know it's all fucked up and shitty. Like you can still enjoy things and think critically about them. And I oftentimes have the most fun watching things critically. Um, and I don't know if that's because I watch everything critically because everything is critiquable. It's very rare that like anything kind of catered towards this like feel good romance is like not gonna be full of garbo. Especially if it was made before like 2018 because I don't know what it is about media, 
from the 2010s. But it's like, damn, everything had to be like a joke about people just because they're not cis or het. It's like, oh, it's funny because you're different, which is a line from like a great show, Happy Endings, which does have its moments. But I don't know, I'm revisiting it and I've had a genuine giggle or two. Hugh, actually, I've laughed very hard multiple times watching the show. So check out Happy Endings on Hulu. There are three seasons. There are spinoffs. Never seen them. No interest in doing so. So I don't know if you watched that. Contact me. Let me know what you think of it. And yeah, what, where was my thought going? Yeah, we need to engage critically with media. And we also need to tell more stories, different stories. I mean, how many times can we really hear the same things over and over and over again? It's interesting thinking about capitalism and like how I go to Barnes and Nobles and we have so many choices and options and everyone's like socialism is all when you have like one of everything, one kind of thing, but it's like, dude, every YA book I read for girls is the same book. Like it's, it's just really weird to think about. Like these are all the same thing. Like once you realize the bones, it's like, ah, oh, shit. This, I have the choice to buy a lot of the same things. So you might as well actually just have one standard issue book. You know what I mean? Um, that could also just be a problem with like youth lit um, and the stories we choose to tell. So yeah, I think we should just tell different stories. I The most powerful thing I think is media and narrative like you really are never going to change white supremacy by telling people to but if you like dis show people the humanity and others which is why it's so important to have diversity in front of the camera but also behind the scenes because some stories can make you empathetic to other kinds of people, other kinds of things, and will make you want to engage with those things in healthier and better ways. And other stories like Malcolm Marie can make you kind of be like, damn, if I were watching this as a white person, I would hate black people, um, especially black men, because you are just kind of a piece of shit. You sound bad, and this is not favorable, and um, I liked it. So, thank you so much for listening. Instagram is gooped, G-O-O-P underscore E-D. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful time currently in this quarantine. We're about to hit a year, which is really exciting. And, um, you know, it's okay. And, and it will be something soon. And... And we're all going to come out of this as a thing. So, yes, thanks so much for listening and I love you. Bye-bye.